Hello and welcome to episode three of Delco Strongest Podcast, brought to you by Deathwish Barbell. Today I'm bringing on my wife and the co-host slash partner of um, Deathwish Barbell, Natanya. She'll be jumping on at a certain point, talking to us about everything from what we ate this week to what's playing in our gym, as well as touching on the title of this podcast today, which we'll get into shortly. We're also going to talk about how we're a few weeks out from the Arnold Classic. It'll be our first year doing so, um, traveling out to the XBC and competing. And this is actually only our second time competing, you know, somewhere we've had to travel over two hours to get to. This time we're actually flying, so that will be a first for competition. Then we're going to run down some things as far as like gym etiquette, some things that might irk you in the gym or bother us. Um, we have a bench contest coming up in about four weeks that we're going to run out of the gym slash an open gym night. We're calling Two Minutes Hell. We'll touch on that, as well as some RPS stuff that's going to be going on next weekend and hopefully in the future. So let's start with what you eat this week. So two different places that we checked out, one being the Metro Diner, which would be where exactly? Uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, so Wilmington. I keep forgetting how close we are to Delaware. So we live in the Delco area, and our gym's located in Morton, but we're over in Springfield and we go to a Target Master out that way to go shooting. I didn't realize that you could drive 30 minutes and be in Delaware, which is crazy to think. (laughs) Um, So we went to Delaware, I guess, to eat at the Metro Diner, which is the perfect little, I don't want to call it a mom and pop diner, but it definitely had that feel to it. Um, Yeah. Where you got shrimp and grits? Yeah, I got shrimp and grits. Um, It was like not like a bowl of grits, like traditional grits. It was like a fried grit patty. It was like breaded and fried. And would you call that like, shrimp toast? No, it no, was, that's no, not. It was it was definitely breaded grits. Um, okay. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't the best, but I'm also a tough critic. I I like my food. She's a Yelp elite. <laughs> yeah. Fourth year running, things get pretty serious. Um, no, I would go back though. I would get something else. I probably shouldn't have gotten shrimp and grits. So that's my own fault. (laughs) And I had the spicy honey chicken tender sandwich or something along those lines. And that was phenomenal. I can't say anything bad about that. So next time you need to get fried chicken is basically. Yes. Or they have like a, what was it? Like a fish fry. Oh, fish fry, fry Fridays. Yeah. So yeah, next time fish we go back and go shooting, we will do fish fry Friday, Yeah. which is what the whole table across from us did. And we knew immediately that we had fucked up. And yeah, but they're French right fries. Now. They have, so they're like McDonald's French fries, but tastier, a little, I, there's probably, it's probably old Bay, but they were like, it tasted better fries. than old Bay. But yeah. They were seasoned and salty and it was a nice treat at the end of the week because I don't, cook with salt because we're in meat prep yeah. so our food's boring oh look at that segue meat prep meat house Ooh, that joke um so we also checked out the meat house um, as a suggestion from a lot of our friends and which is a butcher shop in chad's ford like literally like across the street from the diner but in pennsylvania like right on the on the border of delaware and they have it's a specialty <laughs> butcher shop with they have a lot of strange things like kangaroo, ostrich, elk, ostrich snake. venison, snake, alligator, like a lot of exotic meats, but also like they have normal stuff. And they had um, some like pre-prepared meals. It was like, it was a protein and a carb and a vegetable, but it was like 
everything was really seasoned. It was really, really good. Um, again, not something that I can eat going forward because I'm in meat prep, but um, it was delicious. I, however, can because for some reason I'm having a terrible time trying to hold weight and my gear is very loose. So it's good times. But that's what we ate this week. So we're going to move on to what's playing in our gym as I update the playlist again for another three songs this week. So let's start with, I want to save the more fun one for the third one, but let's start with yours, your addition onto the three songs this week. Oh, I have become obsessed with My Demons again by Starset. It's, it's not a new song. I'm, I don't know why, but it's just a, I have a thing for violins with metal music. It's, it's a great song. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's definitely 10 years old at least because I was That's listening okay. to that back when I was training by myself in Metro. <laughs> so it's most of the music we listen to is, is right around. It's like 2008. You know, I was going to say know, no tour bamboozle area. That's I was going to say, no, it's not. The next one isn't, but the one after that is actually, a, no, 12 years old. It's 2010. The, uh, still, still the era. Yeah. So, um, the next song is deadlock by envisions. Um, Envisions is metalcore. They're probably one of the top 10 metalcore bands out there, I'd say, right now. Um, I can't think of Ben's last name, the lead singer, but really aggressive, really in your face. Like, if you're a fan of Wage War, um, I'd say Wage War is probably the closest thing I would describe. And Wage War, Architects, they fit into that subgenre of metalcore that's really aggressive vocals, but then they have a really catchy hook really clean chorus and that voice just pulls you back in and then they have the most aggressive breakdowns which their last one the end of the song is very more so deathcore than it is metalcore but it's been in my head since i didn't hit a pr to it i hit my last warm-up leading into a pr this week which was a 815 bully bar full gear squat uh, my last one was 805 and my only other 800 pound straightweight squat up until now so I was able to take 815. The last warm-up before that, I think, was 775, which was going from 695 to 775. So again, big jump, big weights. So he needed something fun to give me a little push. But for the last one, um, we've currently been obsessed. Well, I've been obsessed with uh, is it Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker. Um, the spinoff from the Suicide Squad movie. And as a wrestling fan i'm a john cena sucker he's never a john cena fan as the wrestler goes but man is he a funny actor yeah, he's he's got that really bad dry dad humor and that's like my humor though it's like when so he was awkward. in um what was that movie with the he was a dad uh it's not but he was the, the christmas George, one yeah he was the George no are you talking about the movie where he came back at the end and they're like snowed in and they're singing together at the end yes and he's like the stepfather it's that's Father. No. Yeah. Yes, but that's yes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he no he, he comes back in the end of that, and they're singing Christmas music, and he's like a dick in the beginning. Mark Wahlberg's in it. Yes. It's Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, and then John Cena's John, oh, Cena's, John Cena's the ex-husband or something. Yeah, he's the other. He's the one who's like in the picture now, and Mark Wahlberg's the other one. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember the name of it, but step not step brothers. It's step. I know, there's a part one and two, and it's phenomenal. But um, the opening credits for this show, for the Peacemaker series, is Do You Want to Taste It? Which is by Wigwam? Wigwam? Wigwam, Wigwam? I don't know. Like like Native American Wigwam? 
Wigwam. Yes. But um, it's from 2010. It sounds like it's an 80s hair metal song, and it's super catchy. And the intro is so stupid, but so great. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, so those are our three songs for this week. I'm going to keep adding them to that Spotify list. And once I hit about 20, I guess it'd be 21 songs at seven weeks, I'll post the playlist and, you know, make it collaborative and make it shareable so people can check it out. So as I said before, we're at six weeks out from the Arnold. So the thing most people want to know is how do we feel? Um, I'll let Natanya start with that one because I have a list of quote unquote injuries to rattle off. And this has been one hell of a meat prep so far. And I'm just getting into the thick of it. So you can go um, ahead first. This is probably the least serious I've ever been for a meat prep. I usually get really into it. But I honestly hadn't started training till like maybe three weeks ago. And before that, it was like I would just train when I could or if I was like mentally there enough. Like work is killing me. We're both nurses, so I there's COVID burnout and training is the last thing I want to do. But it's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting back into it. But um, training's been tough because it's just there was no easing into it. It's just it was from zero to a hundred, and um, so I, I can get to... like I can get three workouts in a week, like three yeah. really good ones. And but explain how you do that with our max efforts, though, because anybody that's familiar with how we train knows it as. You do max upper, max lower, dynamic upper, dynamic lower, dynamic lower, dynamic upper. So explain how you've been managing. So on Tuesday, squat's my most important because that's where I was struggling the most. So that's on Tuesday. That's right in the beginning of the week. So there's no um, – there's no – distract. Well, not distractions, distractions but – like I'm not super tired yet. So Tuesday's squat and then I don't work out again until – Saturday, Saturday sometimes, sometimes yeah. I can do Thursdays but and so and then Saturdays dynamic lower where I half-ass deadlift and then do squats with the guys and then Sunday is usually dynamic upper for the guys but I've been doing that as my max upper because I have the energy because I'm sort of refreshed from the weekend so I've been doing that and then just like getting all the accessories in that I can't do during the week because it's just, it's a late night. I have to work. I, you know, I, I have to cook and clean and then the dog is alone all day. So it's like, it's more important that the dog is, is taken care of than the few accessories I would have done because I'm white. So, and I think it's been that. working for you. Like this it, Sunday, it if I'm anything, not overly well. tired. Yeah. yeah. This Sunday proved it. I mean, you were struggling. I mean, you were struggling on bench and you were missing benches. You were not getting solid touches, you were struggling with what ply to use, and, I mean, you snuck out that touch that I didn't think you would hit, and then did a touch in the double ply layer, which usually goes to shit. So just to clarify some things, Natanya actually uses a custom-made um, Pharrell shirt. Hers is the smallest one, I think, that's out there. I don't know anybody else who is that size using a band shirt. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know any other 105 lifters currently using a band shirt. I don't think there's any. I, I don't know of any. I mean... Because, well, because nobody else out there will say that they'll make a band shirt small enough for a 105. Um, yeah, there's been a couple issues with... I'm not going to go into brand names, but um, 
not that there's many. You know, there's you know there's there's a new one, and um, you know when things are imported from other countries, I guess it's probably hard to make something custom when most of the people wearing these shirts are gigantic yeah. men. And um, so see, Rob and I just, literally handmade me a shirt in my size, and then I sent it back for like I wanted like a insert layer. like a yeah. halfway second ply, but it's it's sort of like like a single ply widow maker sewn into the shirt so I can just kind of fold it down, but I can't take it out completely. Um, and it's been a nice gateway to get her from single ply to almost double ply. So at this point she's able to hold weights that I think would get her able to actually work a real single ply shirt or a real double ply shirt down the line, as well as to work like a real double ply band shirt. Right now she's using a single looped band shirt. Yeah. And Anderson is bringing an extra small double ply to the Arnold for me to try. And we'll see what happens there. And if, if it fits great, otherwise Rob will just, I'll have to have Rob make another pay Rob to make me a two ply. And I'm curious to see there's the hellbent shirt coming out, which we haven't heard from Mike yet, but yeah. And if if that can be made in my size, then I'll order one from him too. I want to try everything. And I plan on getting one from him just because I really love those guys there. And, Love everything they stand for, so I want to kind of get one just to support them, if the price is right. <laughs> Let's just say $800 on a shirt is steep <laughs> when you don't have that lying around. It, yeah, that, that's a lot. Um, I mean, if it's... Where Rob has the most bang for your buck right now and makes amazing everything. Wrist wraps are great. Knee wraps are great. Shirt's yeah, been great. Yeah, He's made me custom gear. He's made me... He turned my super boss, actually my boss suit that I wasn't using, turned it into a pair of briefs with loops on it and did it in less than a week. I mean, he's great. There's not much more I could say about him. I mean, there's there's so much I could say about him. Um, as far as myself, I mean, is there anything else you would say about your training or is that pretty Things much that? Things are going well. Like I was, I was doing the four times a week, but I don't. I think it's a little too much for you sometimes. It, it's some, yeah, I'd rather have three like really tough workouts than four like mediocre ones. Yeah, um, and let me remind people for who are listening to, we don't have other women in our group for the most part often. Sometimes we have one or two, but they're much bigger than Asanya. So generally, she's training with myself, who's a 181, yeah. you know, and I, I have an 1800 pound multiply total. So I'm not lifting light. She has. Um, and we have all a team. the other women are a, lifting really yeah. heavy too. The, the lowest weight that another woman in the group may be lifting is in the two hundreds raw or close to four hundred in gear. Like that's the lowest. And then you have in the middle stronger raw lifters, like women lifters that are lifting up to close to four hundred as well. So she jumps right in there to work with us. So you got to imagine if she's working in with us, we're not taking it that easy. So four days of that for her is not easy. It, it's more. I almost want to say it's more detrimental than it is beneficial. But to have those two days where she could really train her lower body to get good at it and efficient at it, now she has that one day to really capitalize on the upper. Maybe six months down the line, I say it's different and you're doing four days with us, but I think we got something yeah, going we with the three days. We found that like, so dynamic, the volume with dynamic lower has been really good for me. Yeah. But dynamic upper, I don't bench enough for it to be – Beneficial. beneficial. No. So we hammer the volume in heavier weights just once a week, and then I'm not as tired, and then my wrists don't. Hurt. Gonna, that's the next thing I was gonna say. Your wrists have not gotten as beaten up. Yeah, and it's been a it's been a lot better. I haven't missed 
a bench in three weeks, which is, you know, which is big considering I'm in a shirt. Yeah. You're lucky if you can get one bench to go well in a shirt. So like per night. Yeah. And like you've one been, single rep, but I, I don't think I've missed a single rep. You, yeah. You also haven't been missing reps per session. Like everybody misses some sets per session, especially like around this time, but she hasn't missed many reps per session anymore where it's not like trial and error, trial and error. Oh, by the third time I got onto the bar, I got a touch. No, you're, you're getting them when you need them. Um, anything else? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to jump on the mind with my fun injuries. I think I mentioned my weird clavicle, upper rib, shoulder bullshit that was going on for the last two months. So deadlifting still kind of out of the picture. We're just going to pull what we can pull. Um, I gave up on Operation Reverse Grip in my shirt last week because I thought my wrist would explode under 500 pounds, but I talked about that last Friday. Um, this week, went back in the shirt, couldn't reverse grip in the Widowmaker because my elbows felt like they were going to get snapped in half. So I put the uh, Kruger all the way into my armpits, the tightest I've ever worn it. And I know that's like the opposite. That's kind of funny saying the tightest I've ever worn that shirt is the lowest power you're going to get out of it when it's usually the opposite with gear um and most people know with those shirts you want to wear them really low on your chest and basically off your chest until you're under the bar um i wore this up in my armpits to make it an easier touch and took like a 500 double to a two board just to get some rep work in after doing all my raw work and that was even tough so i know my back's getting stronger i know i'm able to get more out of the shirt and get it tighter now it's just an issue of recovering well because I was going into it after doing an A15 squat and recovering enough to be able to get that kind of weight down towards my chest. So this week, I'm only doing a squat triple and going into a one board double, I believe, or even a one board single. It'll be intense regardless. And then today, I managed to smash my finger with two plates. So things are going great. Uh, I think I'm going to move off of that and start discussing the episode title a little bit here. Steal one out of the Joker, which I loved. I mean, you know, most people loved it. I watched it online the same night that it dropped in theaters and thought it was insanely well done. But this episode title, episode three, is You Get What You Fucking Deserve. And it kind of came up, it's oddly enough, came up after somebody posted the girl squatting meme where the guy comes up behind the girl squatting and goes, hey, you know I could bench what you're squatting. As in, like, who gives a fuck? Why why come bother somebody while they're lifting and just say, oh, you know I could do that or do more than you? Well, first of all, if you're a giant and you're walking up to a woman and saying that, I, I fucking hope you can, first of all. But also, half of the time, they can't. I'd like to see some people try to say that about some of the girls that I train with. You probably couldn't bench what they squat. As a matter of fact, I don't think most men could bench the smallest squat out of the women in my gym. So... Go fuck yourself. But that being said, um, we've had a lot of that this week. We've had um, little run-ins where we had somebody have a little confrontation with one of our members because he decided to walk up to him and say to him, oh, I bet you I can out-deadlift you. Like, no, hi, how you doing? Bet you I can out-deadlift you. Then tried to storm into our gym and uh, refer to us all as a bunch of pussies that he can out-deadlift. Like, I don't understand where people get off on this shit. We're all here to lift. We're all here to train. What did you say earlier? Training's equal. Um, what was the way training you said it was is training? Like I don't care if like your training is going for a walk to the end of the driveway and back. You're getting up. You're moving. Like uh, who's to say that's better than me squatting three hundred pounds? Like 
like, who are you to say that I'm better than you or you're better than me? It's, it's training is training. Yeah. Like literally whatever it is. And like, I, I, it's funny enough because we've had so many issues before between raw multiply lifting. Like my, you know, people. We're also having that problem now. Yeah. And you would think you'd always have that problem, but as a matter of fact, our crew has everything. So how can you say, like, we don't understand raw lifting or we don't understand multiply enough or vice versa when I have male and female raw lifters? I only have male, but I have male single ply lifters and who have been multiplying raw in the past. You know, we have everything from a 105 or all the way to, I think, we have a 308 or a 275. He's up there. I know he's. Tim? No, Jerry. Oh. I don't know. I think Jerry's like 270-ish, maybe. Yeah. But Jerry's a big guy. Yeah. Tim used to be in that area, too. They're yeah, both big guys. Yeah, or 308. I don't know. But, like, we have every weight class essentially filled out. Um, and, you know, I don't know if Jerry's staying raw or going in gear. I know Tim's staying single-ply for this next meet. Um, you got me and multi, Alex and multi, Jules and multi, um, little Steph raw, big Steph raw. Mm-hmm. If me and Steve ever compete again, it'll be multi or raw. You know, we have a lot of the bases covered. And, you know, I even mentioned to some people online that I was recently talking to that just because I'm not up your ass high-fiving you every moment and walking into the gym and giving you hugs doesn't mean that I don't appreciate the work you put in. Like, there's strong raw lifters out there. There's strong multiply lifters out there. I just don't get why we can't come in the middle and just appreciate the effort that people put in you know, regardless of how they train, instead of looking at them and go, well, he benched 500 pounds, but he's in a shirt. Well, maybe don't go, but he's in a shirt. Like that's, that's this part, part that's the part that has to stop. I don't look at somebody raw who's squatting 600 pounds and go, yeah, but he weighs 242. Like imagine me shitting all over somebody's accomplishment to their face about that. Like you don't do that. And, you know, sometimes you'll say it in the sense of like, well, I hope somebody who weighs X amount of weight could lift this amount if they're at that kind of level, if there are you know, pro-level squatter, or they're competing at an invite-only meet, I shouldn't be surprised that a 242 is going to squat seven to 800 pounds raw, because they should. But I'm not going to look at a new lifter who's 240 pounds and, like, who's happy about their 500-pound squat and go, well, like, you should be. No. Like, I have an 11-year-old today who, you know, squatted his first 155, and he's, like, a bigger kid, but nobody's going to look at him and go, well, you should be doing that. Or... I'd love to see somebody walk up to him and be like, yeah, I can squat more than you. Who gives a fuck? Like, and those kind of people, I truly hope, you know, get nothing out of this sport. Like, go ahead. You could sit there and be unhappy and miserable and feeding off this thing that's really a hobby. And you're never going to get anywhere with that unhappiness. So, in other words, you get what you fucking deserve. Um, Yeah, well, like yesterday, someone walked up to one of our members. I I said this already. Yeah, Yeah. but go on. It's like, oh, I could deadlift more than you. Okay, that's nice. And? <laughs> and what I want to throw back to that one is there's probably only about 200 maybe more people in the world that could deadlift more than him. The, the guy that he's talking to. This is Alex, who, you know, is he's a seven, an 800-pound like, deadlifter. So. Yeah, a raw 800-pound deadlifter. He pulled 750 at his last meet as his third, and it still looked like an opener. Like, still looked like an opener. If he had a fourth, he probably could have worked up to 800. And, like, when he's 100%, God knows what he's going to do. But that's that being said, just don't do it. It doesn't matter if it's our best puller or our worst puller. Just don't walk up to people and say that kind of shit. 
Like I don't walk around the gym eyeballing people and telling people, hey, I don't agree with the way you train. No, just just go fucking train. Yeah, I might work up this walk up to somebody if I see something wrong and might try to guide them in the right, right direction. That's why we host open gyms. If somebody wants to learn something, I'm leaving the opportunity there. But if you want to eyeball us from the outside and never approach us and think that you're better than us or that we're better than you. Or that you're entitled I, to something. Yeah, then we don't want you around. It's just gym etiquette. I mean, I've, I grew up on gyms that if, you know, I eyeballed somebody across the room or if you weren't doing something correctly, you heard it. You, you knew. Or if you benched on the wrong bench because the guys that lift way more than you need that equipment. Or if I walked up to somebody, double my size, and be like, hey, excuse me, can you not, like, do X, Y, and Z to your equipment? Can you not put them dumbbells down that heavy? I'd get my face ripped off or thrown out of the gym. But that's that's a whole other conversation. I want to get on to the next part before I start getting riled up. Um, anything you want to say on that one? No. So, last two little things I'm going to touch on. The first one is um, we're doing – we're finally getting back to doing another open gym night at the request of Julian, um, one of our training partners had said, hey, you know, when are you doing another one of these guys? Because he wants to have some people come down. And, you know, I got away from it for a minute just because the turnout wasn't great. But I think I'm going to try to run it again now that we're in the new year. And we'll see what happens. But eventually I'm going to start repeating some of the events that we have. But this one I want to call the it, – it's a play on the NFL Combine. So I was trying to think, you know, how could you make a 225 rep a little more fair? Like there's some guys who could rep 225 all day. But there's also some that I would love to say, let's do a 315 AMRAP, but obviously not everybody can bench 315. And then what do you do for the women? I mean, I know plenty of women who have benched 225, but not most women. There's most women that are going to never bench that in their lifetime. And I also know a lot that can bench 135 and a lot that can't bench 135. So here's what we did. So we're calling this one two minutes in hell. Basically this, you have a two minute, you pick your weight, you have two minutes to perform as many reps as possible, so two-minute rep, and each weight that you choose is going to be given points based on that weight. So in other words, men will have two points to choose, I mean, two different kinds of weights to choose from. You could either do two minutes to 225 or two minutes to 315 and then drop down to 225 if needed. Every rep, every single rep with 225 will be one point. Every rep with 315 will be two points. Now, because I love reverse grip and I think it's challenging, Every rep done reverse grip will be double the points. So in other words, double reverse grip um, 315 reps will be four points each. Reverse grip 225, two points each. So again, as many reps as you can in two minutes, you could drop down the weight if you need to from 315 to 225. They don't need to be continuous. You could stop, re-rack, reset, and go again, but the timer still rolls. For women, we're doing 95 and 135. 95 pounds is one point per press. 135 is two points per press. Same deal. You reverse grip it. You double your points. At the end, we tally up the points and whoever has the highest total wins. I think this makes it a little more competitive and makes you come into it with some kind of strategy because I might think, wow, that guy's huge. He could bench more to me, but maybe he can't outlast me. Maybe I could outlast him for those two minutes and maybe I could reverse grip 225 more times than he could overhand press 315 and faster, and I could outlast him. So then you can win. Same thing with 95 versus 135 for the women. But, you know, with that, we're doing a $5 entry for it just because it helps us put more money towards running events and making more merch for people. 
to um, come out and get. And I also want to, you know, use that merch as prizes, especially one for this, but also this segues right into our next topic, which is um, running a table at an RPS meet. We're going to be running our first table. Well, actually, it's our second table. Our first one we ran at Jimmy's event. He ran an event for the Colm Strong Scholarship, and we ran a table there and sold some shirts. But we're going to be running one at the RPS meet next Saturday, and that's going to be in Newark. So we're going to run our table there. And something I want to start doing with RPS meets is, one, getting more involved. I'll be helping spot and load a little bit this weekend. I'm going to eventually be learning how to judge. But down the line, I also want to give a little prize from us to the, you know, whoever wins best lifter, both male and female. You know, let them walk out with a deathless shirt or hat or hoodie or sweats, etc., you know, aside from the stuff we sell, we want to be able to give back to the community in our own way. It's the same thing that we did for the for the Kolbstrong scholarship competition. We gave some items to the winners of that competition, which I think you know is well deserved. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um, but that's basically that. You know, we're looking forward to working with RPS. We are, you know, been pretty friendly with them for about three, four years now, and the people involved. Um, I'd like to get back under a bar at one of their meets, especially one locally. And maybe down the line, you'll see the whole gym come out to one. That's my ultimate goal is to see all of us out there, you know, in November or December and have all 10, 12 of us compete over to two days and then some just to really show what we're all about. I think that's where we're going to wrap up, though. Um, any last things you want to say? Mostly just don't be a dick in the gym if you don't like the way someone does something. Mind your business because it literally doesn't affect you. So why do you care? Exactly. You don't see people from other sports commenting on how other people perform. So why do we have to do it in powerlifting? Right. Especially when it's just or a like, hobby. Why does it upset you so much the way I lift or, or who I lift with or what gear I wear, it doesn't affect you. Why Why am I taking up space in your head? I, I don't understand. No, that's but all it is. Whatever. To each their own. Yeah. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and I don't have to be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, that's why you're entitled to your opinion. Yep. All right, so that's where we're going to cut today. Hopefully next week we can have somebody else on. I'm still working out the kinks of how to get this mic situation set up and have somebody else not in person on here. But until then, I'll be having actual live people coming on. Maybe next week we'll get one directly post-workout. So we'll see how that goes. But until then, have a good night. And this is the end of episode three.